Hello, and welcome to The Kicker, the weekly podcast from Louisville Business First, your number one source of breaking business news and market intelligence. I'm editor Lisa Benson. Joining me today are reporters David Mann and Marty Finley. Marty, who covers commercial real estate and economic development for us, is going to talk about a big scoop he landed the other day. News of a $60 million to $80 million aquarium project that a local entrepreneur is working to bring to Louisville. Marty just got off the phone with the man behind the plan this afternoon and has some brand new details to share with us. And David Mann will be in to talk about a new regular feature he's putting together called Personal Chef. He'll tell us about the concept and what he learned from the latest interview in the series. But first, let's check in with Marty about his big fish story. Marty, can you tell us a little bit about what this Louisville entrepreneur has in mind? Yes, he's uh, recently approached um, Louisville Metro Council with this concept that he's been working on, from what I understand, for a few years. Uh, it's it's a uh, 200,000 square foot or more aquarium that would also have an outdoor fun park. We had a little bit of mention of that in the story last week, but I got some more details today. He's actually launched websites for both the fun park and the aquarium, which would be called Kentucky Into the Oceans. Uh, and we have a story today that's going to talk more about what exhibits they'll have, and they've also pitched a underground restaurant, which is pretty interesting. It's this really big, cool concept. Who is the man behind the plan? His name is Ed Dana. He's been in business for about 30 years, um, and he's been involved in a number of companies here in Louisville for about two decades, healthcare technology, automotive industry. Uh, he's the founder of the Sleep Centers of Kentucky and Incorporated, and is the former owner of Oklahoma Motors. So he's, he's pretty well known, or his companies are locally. And this story first came to us sort of by way of, of Councilman David Yates. Can you tell us about what the city's involvement in the project is? Yes, they um, they brought him in. I guess he had some con- conversations individually with Metro Council members and Mr. Yates and uh, or Metro Council President Yates. And uh, they he went in and met with more members of the, the Metro Council, kind of had a formal presentation here just a l- couple weeks ago. And then he started – He's uh, Councilman Yates has started sharing some information with other groups. I understand he met with Focus Louisville, which you were a part of, and shared some of the details of the uh, of the project. So that's kind of actually how we found out about it, and uh, it went from there. So it's there's a lot of buzz in the in the community now about this. So he's looking right now at. A couple different potential sites. Can you tell us about where these locations are? Yes, he's really wanting it at Champions Park, which is off River Road and Zorn Avenue. Um, It's about a 75-acre or so park. Uh, It's used right now for sports fields, outdoor recreation. I understand there's like a dog run, dog park kind of concept there. And the Louder Than Life Music Festival is held there annually in the fall. Uh, so it's it's being used currently, but there's been people in the past who said, you know, we feel like it'd have an elevated use, and that's what uh, Mr. Dana believes is that this is the kind of use that this kind of uh, property needs. He's wanting about 50 acres or more. The problem is it sits in a floodplain, which is always controversial because people worry about it flooding and damaging the property. So they're going to have to do a formal um, environmental assessment, which uh, Mr. Dana said today should be starting soon, mm-hmm. and that will determine if the site can be used. I guess you can build above the floodplain, but it's kind of, it could be very expensive to do that. Um, and he said if the price isn't exorbitant and he could do that, he would be interested in doing that. If it turns out that site is not a feasible site, is there a backup plan? Uh, he did He did say he's looking at some uh, potential sites in Louisville this, this, just this evening um, or this afternoon, but uh, he wouldn't disclose where those are. Um, uh, Councilman Yates has said that maybe they could look at the fairgrounds, Somewhere in South Louisville, maybe in West Louisville. He even mentioned Waterfront Park. They're wanting to expand it, maybe making it into anchor development. So there are some options. And he is shopping it potentially into Indiana. He's mentioned Indianapolis. Uh, so, you know, it may not come here, but 
He's calling it Kentucky End of the Ocean, so he doesn't want it in Indiana. And we found that out because uh, they have a website now, right? He's, yes. he's launched a website, yes. and um, you can go. Uh, what is the website address? It's www.kentuckyoceans.com. And there's, you know, there's videos. There's, you know, it's pretty, pretty well conceived a website. There's still some areas that has not been filled in, but uh, they're working on building drawings and said so they will be updated. The website will be kind of updated in real time as they have more information. And it would be envisioned to be similar to the Northern Kentucky Aquarium. Yes, the Newport Aquarium. He even mentioned when we talked today that he wants to build multiple of these tunnels that you walk in, like the shark tunnels at uh, Newport Aquarium that you could do the family sleepovers. You could maybe even do one for da- for dining, like a restaurant, hence the underground restaurant I mentioned earlier. Uh, so, And I think they do the family sleepovers at Newport Aquarium, so he's taking that idea from, from Newport. I, I know people who have done that, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool experience. Um, so in addition to the aquarium, he, he which is a huge undertaking in and of mm-hmm. itself, he envisions some additional amenities. Can you talk a little bit about yes, that? This would have an indoor-outdoor component, so the, the aquarium itself would be indoor. Um, and he's talked about maybe setting aside 50,000 square feet or so for an animatronic dinosaur exhibit. So he mentioned, you know, like a family-friendly Jurassic Park minus the the killing in the movie. Um, I would hope, anyway. Uh, and then there's this outdoor fun park. Like I said, it has its website, too. It's called the Louisville Fun Park. And it would have 20 to 30 amusement park rides. I think these would be smaller rides. Uh, but he did mention maybe a Ferris wheel as well. And then some tree houses, some uh, playground equipment. So it would be very kid-friendly. And uh, it would be much smaller in scope than, like, Kentucky Kingdom. But it, he said it would be a great co- complement to the aquarium and would he thinks that this is kind of crucial to have to bring in repeat customers so if you just have the aquarium people would enjoy it they'd come and do it but they may not come back for five or ten years but if you have something like something that's engaging on the outside you could get winter and summer visits from multiple people they'd come back multiple times well it's a really big idea very um aggressive uh plan that he has um he doesn't have financing in place right now, right? No, he's, he's still looking for. He's he still working with that. He has, he has mentioned that he is that he has some investors that are they're interested in investing if he moves forward on this and has a site. And uh, he said he's talking to some local banks for that would finance it, but he's he's not disclosed those banks obviously. But he does said there is some some interest and said that since the we broke the story, he said there's more buzz building around it. So he thinks he can get the investors and the financing in place, but that will remain to be seen. So. Well, thanks for talking to us about this story, Marty. I Thank know you'll you. be staying on top of it. Now let's turn to David Mann, our reporter on the food and dining scene, to learn more about Personal Chef, his new feature that helps you get to know some of the city of Louisville's most well-known chefs and entrepreneurs. David, can you tell us about the idea behind Personal Chef? Yeah, so uh, someone suggested we get to know some of the chefs around town. They, a lot of uh, people working in kitchens have really interesting personalities. They're artists, and uh, we thought it'd be great to just sit down, talk to them about what makes them tick and that sort of thing. So how do you go about putting this feature together? So basically, we just look for people who are interesting and uh, have kind of had uh, interesting careers in town. I just recently spoke with Ed Lee and also uh, Anthony Lamas over at Ceviche. And, uh, you know, we'll schedule a time to go over. Um, for the Anthony Lamas one, we also did a video. We've done videos on most of these. Uh, so we'll sit down, do an interview on camera, and kind of talk through some things, some uh, general questions about uh, what inspires them and, um, you know, rest restaurant industry trends they're watching, that sort of thing. 
And then we'll also uh, twist our arm nice enough to uh, have them do a cooking demonstration for us, which, uh, you know, has, has always been uh, fun and delicious. <laughs> Absolutely. So what has been your favorite segment so far? Ooh, um, I had a great time uh, speaking with Anthony Lamas. Uh, that's going to be coming up in March, so look for that. Um, he uh, he prepared a shrimp dish. I'm I'm not really a shrimp fan, uh, but he sold me on it. He had he just had a lot of interesting flavors in there, and plus he told he's such an interesting guy, has an interesting backstory. So he told us a lot about you know what uh, what inspires him and that sort of thing. Great. And you just visited the kitchen of Alan Heitzman. Tell us about this chef. Yeah, this is up on our website now if you want to check it out. But Alan Heitzman, uh, you know, he told me about how he uh, used his background in uh, working in French restaurants, Spanish restaurants, and uh, and also threw in some uh, some influences from uh, Southeast Asian uh, flavors and kind of how he works on his menu, develops it, uh, you know, kind of tweaks it and changes it every day and that sort of thing. And what's the name of his restaurant? Where is it located? At 211 Clover Lane. And uh, guess where it's located? 211 Clover Lane <laughs> in uh, St. Matthews. And how long has he been there? Let's see. I think he told me he's been there for about... Um, I know he's been in restaurant kitchens for for uh, twenty years. I think he's been there since uh, two thousand five. Yeah, he's a he's a well established yeah, chef. Yeah, um, He talked about an ingredient that he likes to use on his menu that um, might cause some people pause. Can you tell us about pause? <laughs> no, no pun intended. Anyway, or yeah. maybe. Pun was intended. The question I asked him uh, was, you know, what's a, a, an ingredient or spice or, or what have you that you like to cook with that uh, maybe you don't see used very often? And uh, his answer was rabbit, um, which, uh, you know, is not always on the menu at 211, but it sometimes is. They kind of rotate it in. And he said he likes it because it's lean. It's environmentally sustainable. Think of how many bunnies are out there and, uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. And he also said it absorbs flavors well. So if you make it like in a soup or something uh it really picks up the flavor have well. you ever had rabbit i've not had rabbit. me neither i it, it always i have visions of cute little bunnies yeah, on my plate when i think about it he mentioned cute bunnies yeah. uh he said you know people do have misgivings about eating rabbit because uh you know they're so, they're such adorable little mm-hmm. creatures but um they're thinking of thumper <laughs> but uh but most people who try it uh really like it you also talked to Heinzman to get his perspective on the Louisville dining scene. What does he think about what's going on here locally? Well, um, he said it's exciting to have a lot of competition because obviously the dining scene's really grown here in the last few years. But um, he did say he was worried about whether or not there's enough uh, uh, diners to go around to all the new places that are in Louisville. Um, his take was the best, uh, the cream's going to rise to the top, so the best restaurants are going to succeed. Um, you know, it, diners are going to be repeat diners at uh, at places they like <laughs> so so give us a little preview of what to expect from the next edition of personal chef like i said it's going to be at ceviche and uh anthony lamas uh, we, we talked a lot about uh, different things one uh trend that we discussed was the local food sourcing trend which he had an interesting take on i won't spoil it too much but um uh, Obviously, uh, people do want local food, but he uses, uh, you know, a lot of food that just isn't available here, like limes and that sort of thing. So uh, he had an interesting take on uh, the use of uh, local ingredients. He said, yeah, that's a good thing, but uh, don't want to limit yourself too much. Does he have any rabbit on the menu? I'm not sure. I'll have to <laughs> ask him about it when I, if I ever call him back for a follow-up. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for coming to talk to us, David. If you want to see any of David's personal chef interviews, be sure to go to LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com and search personal chef. 
You can get a lot on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com from interviews with interesting Louisville personalities to big breaking news stories. So make sure to sign up for our free morning and afternoon emails to get these headlines and stay on top of what's going on in the local business community. And we'll be back next week with another kicker. Thanks for listening.